Welcome back to the Youth Move Nevada podcast. Today we are talking about stomping out stigma. In the work that we do, we are all passionate about removing the stigma from mental health. So we are all looking forward to the discussion ahead. The views and opinions expressed by the Youth Move Nevada podcast are those of the authors and do not reflect Youth Move National. Any content provided by the speakers and presenters are of their opinion and are not intended to malign anyone or anything. Stigma is everywhere, and sometimes you may not even recognize it. Riley, can you start us off by explaining what stigma is? Sure. Stigma is when someone automatically views you in a negative way because you have a distinguishing characteristic or trait that's thought to be a disadvantage. Unfortunately, these negative attitudes and beliefs are quite common towards people and youth who have mental health conditions or needs. And that right there is what we're passionate about erasing. At Youth Move Nevada, we've made it a priority to decrease the stigma associated with mental health overall so that youth don't have to be embarrassed to admit that they are experiencing difficulties or afraid that they will be institutionalized because of their mental health. And then we also want to educate the public about the physiological basis of mental health so that people understand that it's not that youth are weak or that they can't cope or simply take medication as an easy fix, but that there's a chemical imbalance occurring that requires intervention just like any other illness or condition. Yes, mental health is not a choice, it's a condition. With that said, we're going to address the harmful effects of stigma and then talk through some of the ways to cope with it. Let's do that. So more than half of youth and individuals don't seek help for their mental health. Often, youth avoid seeking treatment due to concerns of being treated differently, fears of retaliation, and the idea of losing their livelihood. This is simply because stigma and discrimination against people with mental health is still a large problem. According to the National Association for Mental Illness, nearly 50% of people that reach out for mental health services worry about others judging them. There's a considerable amount of people not being their authentic selves and not getting treatment simply because of what others might think. And they're afraid of how that might affect their lives and personal relationships. I say, who cares what people think? But I know it is not easy, so let's discuss why. There are so many harmful effects of stigma, and being reluctant to seek support or treatment is one example, and quite a common one. Social stigma makes it so that people don't want to look like an outlier for getting help or seeking treatment. It comes from a fear of what others will think and what those around you will perceive. So the idea of others knowing prevents those of us who need help from getting it. I think that's important to know. Thank you for sharing, Riley. Another effect of stigma is the lack of understanding from those that are close to you. It took me a while to realize that I was experiencing the stigma when I was growing up, especially throughout middle school and high school. I experienced anxiety, OCD tendencies, and depression. However, this was something that simply didn't exist to my mom. When I compulsively clean, she'd say, don't sweat the petty things and don't pet the sweaty things. And that was her way of saying, basically, there's no need to do that. She didn't understand that that was part of my mental health. And anxiety just didn't exist in her mind. I'm sure those weren't great feelings. They weren't. You know, I'd experienced shame and a sense of hopelessness because of the stigma and the fact that I wasn't receiving treatment yet. However, it did teach me a valuable lesson in the fact that other people's judgments almost always stem from a lack of understanding rather than facts, and that really helped me with the feelings that I experienced. That's awesome. 
I could definitely share that in a personal note. I have a learning disability at a young age. It took me a long time to realize that I had a learning disability. And once I understood, you know, um, what I had, I shared it with a friend. And when I shared it with a friend, he decided to share it with everyone in the classroom. And at the next day that I show up in the classroom, all of a sudden, everyone started looking at me funny and looking at me weird. And notes started going around. And it made me feel really insecure. My anxiety level went up to the roof. And honestly, I left the classroom crying. And it made me realize that people maybe don't understand what you know, my learning disability is, and they automatically assume and automatically put a tagged stigma with it. Mm -hmm. That's an unfortunate story, Daniel, but experiences like those are important to hear. No one deserves to be treated differently simply because of mental health or a diagnosis. I agree with that. Um, And like Riley said, you know, that's an unfortunate story. Um, But I think a lot of us can relate to that story. So thank you for sharing that. Um, Riley, do you have any other negative effects of stigma to add to this conversation? Yeah, you know, I feel like when we're surrounded by stigma, it can kind of lead to a belief that you aren't as capable or that your situation won't ever improve. I mean, let's say that you have uh, severe struggles with a mental health condition. A lot of people will just instantly believe your life is terrible. This is what it is. You'll never get better and you'll never be happy. And that's just factually not true. There are people all around you who have mental health conditions that are living perfectly healthy and fulfilling lives. They may struggle from time to time, but their condition isn't a death sentence, you know? Definitely. Riley, that is so true. Thanks for adding that comment. You know, I think we've developed a good list of effects of stigma. So let's make our way over to the strategies so we can discuss how to deal with stigma. Every day gives us an opportunity to eliminate stigma little by little by facing it, talking about it, and responding to it. One of the most direct ways of doing this is by seeking out support and treatment. If stigma and the fear of being labeled has prevented you from getting help, then make the other choice. When you choose to put your life first and get the help you need, you will feel better and more in control of your outcome. And you also will feel better because you will definitely get answers and solutions to your mental health. So as an example of someone I know who was struggling with their mental health and the people around them weren't kind of willing to support them through that, I had a friend in high school who wanted to start seeing a therapist and just kind of talk about some of her issues. And her stepdad was really not supportive. Like he didn't believe that she had these mental health struggles. He thought that going to a therapist was just a waste of time and money And it was unfortunate, but this person that I knew did end up going and she really did have an improvement in her condition. And I mean, it's sad that there are people like that who don't want to believe that these things are real and that these struggles exist. But I'm glad that my friend was able to get past that and get the help that she personally needed. Me too. And um, thank you for sharing that. I think it's really challenging when we're put into situations like that. But it goes back to what we're saying, you know, still making the choice to seek treatment, to get support, despite what those around you may think, um, because at the end of the day, it's only going to benefit you in your life. And that's what really matters. So thanks for sharing that, Riley. 
Um, do you have any other examples where you coped with stigma just in general? Yeah. I mean, when I first started seeing a therapist and started getting diagnoses of like just general anxiety, I kind of focused a lot on that in terms of my mindset. And when you get diagnosed with a mental health condition, it can easily start to feel like that's all you are. So instead, I started to change my language and kind of educate myself about exactly what my struggles were. For example, if you're diagnosed with bipolar disorder, you'd say, I have bipolar disorder, not I'm bipolar. Right. That's that's a great example. And, you know, when you start to learn about your diagnosis, it can help combat the negative feelings and shame. Um, you'll realize that your mental health is a chemical imbalance in your brain and that it isn't your fault. You know, I always thought I was doing something wrong when I experienced anxiety. It took me some time and honestly therapy to realize that's just the physiological basis of my mental health. And that's how my body was responding. Knowing that it wasn't my fault naturally helped me deal with the stigma and the feelings that arose. It is important to keep it in mind. I have never taken therapy, but something that has helped me was finding a support group. People that I could talk to and share the similar experiences that I went through. One of them was church. At church, I found a group of people who went through the same uh, situations or had the same uh, problems that I did. And through that support group, I felt a lot better. And I also found solutions to my problems. Your support really goes a long way. I like how you made sure not to isolate yourself and leaned on members of your community to support you. It may be difficult to talk about it at first, but once you identify trustworthy people in your life, you'll hopefully experience support and understanding like Daniel did. And Daniel may have helped someone without even knowing he did. When we know someone who is honest and open about their mental health, it becomes less scary and more relatable. I always try my best to speak openly about my mental health and how I'm feeling to encourage others to do the same. Imagine if everyone chose to talk about their mental health. Would stigma even exist? So that's a question I hope we can say no to further down the road. Me too. And Daniel's idea of talking to others about his situation made me think about how when I was in school, I don't ever recall the words mental health or anxiety and many other words associated with mental health. I think it would be beneficial for youth and the fight against stigma if parents, teachers, and adults in our lives talked about mental health and normalized it. I agree. Considering my mom is a therapist, I grew up in an environment where mental health was accepted and frequently talked about. And this really helped me when I was starting to experience the difficult parts of mental health because I would just talk to my mom like any teenager would and she's kind of talking to me back like a therapist and it really made me realize, oh, I have these struggles that not everyone does and I might need a little extra help with it. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about, Riley. Thank you for jumping in. Of course. And I'd also like to share that the biggest thing that helped me cope with social and systematic stigma was learning to accept my own mental health condition and really taking full responsibility. That helped me as well. I owned my mental health and I learned what the best treatment options were. I sought out support from people that were stigma free and I took it upon myself to educate others. I think everyone has the power to start there and make a difference in their own lives. Mental health is a part of life, and it's something we can't be blind to. When Riley says we, he's talking about everyone. It takes everyone's action and commitment to change the stigma associated with mental health. 
as a society, we can do this. We do this by educating the public, challenging misinformation when you hear it, using respectful and people-first language when talking about mental health, and seeing the person, not the condition. Together, we will challenge stigma. We will stand up to it. And we will stop it. You can access the resources we talked about on the Youth Move Nevada webpage on the Nevada PEP website by visiting www.nvpep.org. We also share resources on all social media platforms, so make sure to follow Youth Move Nevada on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The theme music used in this podcast was created by Youth Move Nevada member TJ Stevens of Falanche Productions.